Welcome to I Hope This Doesn't Suck, a show about life, photo, video, and I'm serious when I say a whole lot of other things. I'm your host, Jake Lawrence, and welcome to the show. What's going on, folks? Welcome to another episode of I Hope This Doesn't Suck, and tonight I have a very special guest. Super duper excited about this one. We've been talking about having him on the show for a little while and everything just kind of lined up. So without any further ado, I'd like to introduce you guys to Corey Smith, a.k.a. at Corey.captures or at Corey.shoots. He's an Instagrammer, photographer, etc. Say what's up, man. What's going on, guys? Thanks for having me, man. I'm proud. I'm glad to be here. Yeah, of course, man. I'm super stoked to finally have you on. Like I said, I've been <laughs> back and forth on this for a little while now. I know all the all the all the planets aligned finally for us uh, yeah, to get, get together. For real, for real. <laughs> so, you know, uh, I I just have basically a couple questions I'm going to ask you, and we're just gonna we're just gonna kind of float on through. You know what all I mean? Right, for sure. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> so, first one is incredibly basic. What got you into photography? Um, I've always kind of had the eye for it, I guess I should say, like, uh, I would just take pictures with my iPhone every now and then. Um, but then I had a buddy that was really into photography when I was about 20, I would say 25 ish close to that. And he was going to an Insta meet, uh, here in Indianapolis and he was like, dude, come on, let's go. I was like, nah, man, I'm just, you know, that's not my scene. I'm not, I'm not going to go take pictures with a bunch of people in the city. And he's like, dude, just come with me. You're going to love it, man. I was like, all right, I'll go with you. But I'm not going, you know, without a camera. So let me go buy a camera. I was like, I don't want to be the person showing up with just an iPhone taking pictures. That's just not me. So I went and bought a camera. You don't want to be that rebel. Exactly. Hey, speaking of, that's the camera I bought. Oh, of course. It's everybody's first damn camera. Yeah, Rebel T6i. (laughs) That was my first camera. And uh, I had a blast. And from there, I kind of just started following a bunch of people on Instagram that did abandoned stuff. And then that's what I started doing, searching Indianapolis, getting into these buildings, taking pictures, and just it kind of snowball effect from there. Interesting. Okay. So yeah, I know you do a lot of you do a lot of the bandos, I believe yes. is what they're yep. called. <laughs> and uh, you know, kind of what um what's the process like for oh. doing the whole bando thing, right? Like uh, yeah, it's Lots of research, research, okay. uh, friends in the city that have already been, that kind of know the ins and outs, how to get in, you know, where the spots are, things of that nature. Um, yeah, it really all comes down to research and friends and Re- keeping an eye out for, you know, motion sensors when you're in these places looking for cameras, neighbors are your biggest enemy when it comes to abandoned stuff. <laughs> They're the <laughs> ones fair. that will call the police the fastest. So just really being aware of your surroundings is the biggest thing oh well, i mean that makes sense I, I you know i haven't gotten to uh to get into that sort of landscape of like abandoned um photography because there's not really a lot of stuff out here uh most of the time when something gets abandoned it gets demolished right yeah. like there's no there's no like in between time like right now they just filmed this show for netflix where like they burned down a church in it um, oh, oh, and man. I wanted to like, I wanted to go and like try to get in there, but like it was already gone. <laughs> that was and quick. It was super fast. Like there used to be this old abandoned asylum owned by this biker gang called the Banditos, but then they uh, demolished it. <laughs> just, 
a ton oh, wow. of ton of yeah, it is it's pretty it's pretty wild. So is photography kind of like your full time gig or is it just something you kind of do? Yeah, it's just kind of like my side hustle right now. I make a few few hundred bucks here and there, but no, I work a seven to five Monday through Friday. Oh wow. Yeah. What, what do you do if you don't mind me asking? Oh, uh, I do a maintenance management co- I'm a maintenance management coordinator for uh, Midwest Transit Equipment. So basically what I do is I just kind of write repair orders for all the field service technicians that go out and do repairs on uh, school buses, church buses, commercial units, things like that. So just a desk job, nine to five. It pays the bills. So <laughs> I, I keep mean, doing that for now. And yeah, and you, you started a YouTube channel recently. Yep. Yep. Um, so what kind of uh, spawned that? What was the idea there that you were like, I'm going to start a YouTube channel? Dude, it's just videos, the next big thing. I mean, it, it's pictures speak a thousand words, but video speaks a hundred thousand words. You know what I mean? <laughs> I it just hundred percent. Yeah. And it's people are so visually just they're they're more tuned into a video than just a picture. They'll that's, sit that's there and what they'll I've stare noticed. at a video for longer than they will a picture. Okay, oh, yeah, cool. That that's a cool picture. Move on. Yeah, that's a cool picture. Let me go ahead and slide up real quick. Exactly. I'm, I'm over it already. Yeah, yeah. But a video, you know, people sit there and watch them for hours. Literally. You know, I'm I'm guilty of that, especially with a lot of YouTubers. I'll sit there and watch them for hours on hours. Potato Very Jet easy. is a recent <laughs> recent one that I'm really digging. But I've noticed that as well, uh, even in client work, because I'm trying to do more client work, you know, get out there. And I will offer photography and people will be like, eh. But if I offer video, they're like, oh, yeah, let's let's literally do this right now. Like it'll change their yep. mind completely. And it's interesting to me because I feel like photography is a much easier and like more accessible thing for people. Right. Like, for instance, if I'm taking pictures for this company, they'll be able to post all of those. No problem. Whereas occasionally I'll have to log in to the person's Instagram in order to post the video for, you know what I mean? And I feel like, I feel like it should be the other way around, but uh, I don't know. I guess video is just kind of, like you said, it's the future. So what's kind of your plan for your YouTube channel? You know, where, what's, uh, what kind of content do you want to be releasing? Are you releasing the content you want to be releasing? Is there any, you know, holdups? Like what's, you know, what's your future in YouTube, man? Um, so what really prompted it was I had a lot of people that would DM me asking me to do to tutorials on editing. Um, <clears throat> so that was the biggest thing. I was like, well, I'm not going to like either just do IGTV cause I don't feel like that's really going anywhere. So it's not, like, it's really know, not. <laughs> I can, yeah, I can make money in YouTube if I get, you know, those 4,000 hour watch hours and whatever it is. There's all kinds of stipulations that go into You have to have like a, what, a thousand, or 10,000 subs now or something? Or is it a thousand? I think it's a, it's a thousand and then 4,000 watch hours in a year. So until they, you start getting monetized. But, um, <clears throat> so yeah, it was mainly just people always asking me, you know, Hey, how do you edit this? How do you do that? You should start a YouTube. So I was like, you know what? I'm just going to start one. I'm going to jump into it and start it. So it all started off with just wanting to do t- tutorials. But then I was like, you know, kind of want to start vlogging, which my biggest inspiration with photo and video is Evan Ramped. I don't know if you've heard yeah, of him. Evan, yeah, yeah he's, 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 he's great, man. I've been watching yeah, him. He's for a huge a long inspiration. Time. Um, so just watching him, I kind of get some of my, my video ideas 
from him, how he does his vlogging style. That's kind of where the behind the scenes thing started with me with my street photography videos. So <clears throat> I've noticed a lot of positive feedback on those videos. And yeah, yeah. recently I did a video on skin retouching and it just bombed. It was, it, was, oh, it barely got over a hundred views. So I was just like, ah, people don't like this from me. So probably won't do that again. I probably will stick to either just editing city stuff or doing the behind the scenes street photography or editing city stuff of that nature. So, well, and, and kind of like in what way did it bomb though? Did people avidly say like, Hey, this is terrible or did it just no. not get a lot of views? Yeah. The views were just like, I had 15 likes and one <coughs> thumbs down, I think. So, I mean, it, likewise it did fine, but when it came down to the views, it was bad. Well, yeah. And you know, I feel that as well. Right. Like I, I understand kind of, uh, it's just like with Instagram, sometimes you'll post something you're super stoked on and then it gets no love at all. Um, but I feel like YouTube just as well as ironically, Instagram is all about posting times. Are you using the right tags? Are you oh, yeah. sharing it in the right groups? You know, are you getting other people to repost your shit, et cetera, et cetera. Um, I would say like, Honestly, like tutorials are incredibly helpful, especially when it's from, you know, somebody who has a following like you, like you do have a following and people are asking for them. Um, I don't, I, I don't know. I feel like you should continue to do tutorials because what I feel like what I've noticed with a lot of YouTubers is they figure out, you know, what they want to do. Right. And once they do it, it starts to blossom. Right. But like you did a couple of abandoned videos or like the, uh, you know, like street photography stuff. Right. Mm -hmm. And then how many tutorials have you done before that? Like one, uh, I did the, the Moody Chicago edit. And then I did the, the speed edit of the street photo, which that was just kind of me to get comfortable with editing and uploading and stuff like that. So that was my first sure. video. And then I think, I don't know. I didn't do anything. I didn't do another tutorial after that Moody Chicago one. Until oh, okay. the skin retouching. Well, and, and also you have to keep in mind you're a new channel. Yeah. Uh, your following on Instagram is so used to you posting abandoned, street, whatever else. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, they just, they, they haven't gotten the chance to be like, oh, he also is a portrait photographer. Mm -hmm. You know, like, like uh, I hate, I always come back to Peter McKinnon because I feel like he literally just does everything and everybody likes it. Yeah. But <laughs> they, they didn't always like that do you know what i mean like yeah, definitely. I, I feel like obviously it's it's understandable to get discouraged but uh there's nothing wrong with what you're doing <laughs> it's what yeah, i'm, I'm experimenting all levels yeah. of photography a video i like it all there's not one aspect of photography or video that i'm like nope this is all i'm doing this is what i'm gonna stick to because i won't grow that way exactly yeah and you'll never learn anymore exactly there will be little you'll be stagnant and what's the point of that so let's chat about Evan Raft. I had an idea. <laughs> this, this, this is just my idea. And, and maybe you could incorporate this because I think it'd be kind of sweet. So you know how he does his GoPro thing? Yeah. And, and, and he kind of does the voiceover over the GoPro thing. Mm hmm. So one of you two should get like an external audio recorder and then like a lav mic, mic yourself up and then just pepper in those moments. Like, like when you got, uh, <laughs> when you got slapped for, uh, the street <laughs> photography thing, yeah. right? Imagine if you have like a high quality, like, 
<laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, it like, sounds so good. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like, or something like that, or like you're literally ta- talking through your process during the street photography itself, because then it turns into the, like this sort of like vlog tutorial slash, you know, found footage looking thing. I don't know. I, I just think, no, I think yeah, something good, like that would be, be kind of cool. You know, so there's something along those lines. <laughs> yeah, audio. I've I've been learning slowly, but audio plays a huge role in how good the video is. Oh my god! Audio is crap. Me... People just move on. <laughs> so so for my recent video work, uh, I just did one for this place called the the CBD Boutique. Um, super duper cool local place. Fantastic stuff. Go check out the CBD Boutique if you're in the Albuquerque area. Um, they wanted me to make this video, and they had this kind of like a theatric idea, right? Like it's supposed to kind of have. Almost like a commercial, you know? Okay. And I decided I'm going to do sound effects this time. I'm going to do like some sick sound effects. And it made everything just so much more like, I don't know, inclusive. You just feel so much more going on, right? Almost like if I would have shot it on my iPhone, it wouldn't matter because it sounded so sick. You so know? You, you put them in after you were, or during your, your editing? Yeah, during the edit. Okay, it was all gotcha, in post-processing. Gotcha. Nice. Right, like, and and that was that was the other thing too. I was like, I don't have a good mic at all for video. In no way. So I have to figure out ways to kind of make things sound good after the fact. I use this website called freesound.org. Super cool if you ever just yes, want I've sound effects. Yeah, dude. Super duper cool. And I I seriously like I love using it. Um, but it was it was really cool. And I, I feel like audio is so often overlooked. Always. In the YouTube side of things, man, like I know a lot of people are watching it on their phone, but like there are so many ways that you can make your stuff sound so much better just by like doing the simplest of things. EQ your voice. That's it. That's all you got to do. That's literally it. And it can make such a huge difference. So you said you're getting into audio and you, you were thinking uh, about possibly starting a podcast, right? Yep. So what's uh, what's 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 your podcast gonna be like, man? Um, I I kind of want to do, uh, more of like a, kind of kind of in the realms of like what you do kind of already, but with sure my my local photographers because the scene here in India is kind of, it's all right. There's there's photographers here, but everybody's mm-hmm. in their own clique. Everybody, nobody oh, shoots God. with other. Yeah, nobody shoots with. Oh, well, I'm not shooting with that clique, or I'm not gonna shoot with this clique. It's it's all a battle, it seems like, and I just want everybody in the community to be like just cohesive and everybody just get along and everybody just shoot with each other and collab and just make awesome content for the city. Well, <clears throat> so, and that's that that's rad and kind of trying to bring together the community via the podcast. Yeah. So I just want to kind of like just have local photographers, videographers, even just regular artists of, of any kind of kind of genre um on the podcast talk to ask them questions things of that nature yeah yeah well i I think that i think that's a good idea dude i honestly don't even know what i'm doing with my podcast sounds like you have more of an idea than i do (laughs) um (laughs) what you're doing is working though (laughs) mine just jumps all over the damn place man i'll tell you what so you used to be canon Corey. that's right so uh what happened (laughs) 
Well, I didn't have a Canon anymore, so I couldn't keep the name Canon Corey. I had so many people get mad. So many people were like, you're in my phone as Canon Corey. How? I'm not changing it. You're Canon Corey forever to me, regardless of what Instagram says. Oh, <laughs> I was my like, God, but man. I can't have a Canon anymore. I don't, I don't have one. I can't have the name anymore, so it's just going to go to what my website is. So I just made everything all one name. So now everything meshes well. I think that's, I think that's well. a good idea anyway, yeah. frankly. Like, mine is wacky. It's just basically my last name without an A and then .jpg, even though I shoot in raw. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but that's, you know, I was just trying to be cool and trendy, I guess, at the time. And then Yeah, don't shoot just, in JPEG, kids. Yeah, you know, no, God, never <laughs> shoot in JPEG. What are you doing? <laughs> if you, I made if that you mistake afford, many times starting out. If you can't afford Lightroom, download literally any other photo editor and you'll still be able to edit raw photos yeah anything just party um but so you i believe you've gone to sony yeah yeah what made you uh transition um the video aspect of me wanting to learn video and the low light because of how much i shoot in abandoned locations there's no light so there's sometimes (laughs) where i have to handheld it or i'm just too lazy and i don't feel like pulling the tripod out i'm just like screw it bump the iso way up and take a photo and it, it's really it's really worked in a few situations i've actually done handheld at one fifth of a second 2.8 and iso 4000 and you can't tell that it was iso 4000 in a pitch black room <laughs> it's, it's crazy and that's I mean, that's i mean pretty incredible sony's always kind of had this incredible low light yeah. uh, sort of thing right like i started on a Nikon film SLR from like the nineties. Oh wow. My, my mom's old boss gave it to me and she was like, Hey, you know, shoot photography. It's fun. And I was like in middle school. So obviously didn't take it seriously. Then I got a <laughs> Canon rebel X T X T I. It was an X T I. Ooh. Which is very old. <laughs> I got it when I uh, turned 16. So it was a, it was a good little while. It was 2008. Uh, and then I stopped doing photography for a while because, you know, you're a teenager and you just decide to fuck off. Um, <laughs> but I, and then I went to Lumix, which I feel is a pretty, oh, yeah. they're, they're super underrated. They are. Micro four thirds is not great for photography per se, but for video, it's pretty great. And then I went to Sony because I just feel like Sony's taking over the world. They are. <laughs> I mean, you know what? So what are some, what are some key differences? For you, going from what did you shoot before? Which camera? Yeah, yeah. What, what uh, Canon were you on? I had the six D, probably the most popular. <laughs> for sure, for, for sure. Especially I, for starters, there was there was a time where I was like, "Oh man, I'm gonna get a six D." <laughs> they're so good. I'm not gonna lie. Like it only has eleven focus points, but dude, I killed it with it. <laughs> oh, it's still it's still a great camera. Yeah. What are some of the key differences for you, other than like say low light? Um. Honestly, the biggest withdrawal, I think, that I, from going from Canon to Sony would be the color science. I can tell a huge difference in colors. You can You can edit all day long and try and get the colors to look like Canon. You can't. I don't care what Fair. anybody says. Can, Canon <laughs> color science is the best out there. See, I always blow up. I always blow up about Canon color science. <laughs> because, I, you know, all those YouTubers that we were just talking about. You know, Peter McKinnon, Maddie Hapuya, mm-hmm. always all, yeah, but the color science, the yep. color science. Now, I've shot with Canon, 
my friend uh, Estevan, great photographer, he shoots with a Canon 5D Mark IV. I've shot with his camera and edited with those files, and I shoot with a crop sensor Sony A6500. Okay. Now, I haven't noticed that much of a difference. Now, why... Why is the color science thing such a like? I don't even know how to explain I, it, man. Yeah, it's just like, it feel like, like just the way they look, out. man. I don't know. It just, <laughs> it's so, uh, I don't even know, dude. It's just like when you look at a Canon photo raw, you're just like, damn, those colors just pop. Yeah. I mean, that's fair. I, I could see that. Maybe, have you tried editing? This is literally kind of going off kilter right now, but have you tried editing in Capture One? I have not. Okay, so Capture One, this is going to get real technical, has a different uh, way of reading raw files than Lightroom does. And there's a YouTube channel called The Art of Photography. He goes like super heavily into this. Yeah, yeah, I've heard of Um, it. And he said that it reads Sony files the way that they're supposed to be read, whereas Lightroom reads them just like the way that they want to read them. Uh-huh. Which is something I've noticed. I don't know if you notice this because you use a super fast Mac, but when I, <laughs> but when I'm when I'm in Lightroom, as soon as I uh, import photos, I'll go to the photo and it'll show me a photo beforehand, and then it'll just like dumb it down. Does it do that to you as well? I haven't noticed a difference. Interesting. Yeah, for me, it like it'll show me a photo. I'm like, cool. That contrast looks pretty good. This looks pretty good already, and then it'll dumb it down and like flatten it. Are you referring to like when you're in the import screen right before you hit import? No, after I import actually when I'm in the develop screen. Oh, uh, okay. That's really weird. I don't I don't I don't understand what it is. So, okay. Color science aside, would you go back to Canon? Oh, yeah, I would. Definitely. Yeah. 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 I think Canon has some kinks they need to figure out because they're releasing some of these cameras I think just to stay relevant and they're just I hate to say it, they're trash right now. <laughs> like, I'm not going to say the, the, not the newest one, because the newest one that came out was like the $500 budget mirrorless, and it's, that was a waste of money for anybody <laughs> to put time and effort into making that thing. But the, the newest one before that, the EOS R or whatever, I can't remember what it's called. Oh, Canon yeah, the R, R. not, not yeah. the RP, the R. Yeah, the R. That one, it's, it's okay. There's a few specs that I'm just like, really? Come on, you could have. You could have done better than that, Canon. But well, that's what I feel with Canon, man. I feel like they throttle everything. They do so much, and I that's why I feel like that's why a lot of people tend to switch to Sony. Seems like Sony's a lot more customer forward. Yeah, they <laughs> they listen. That's the thing. They listen to what the customers want. And they put it in the next camera. Yeah, exactly. I mean, Canon has what I feel. I feel they have two incredible strengths, and that's colors, and autofocus and video. Yeah. As I'm sure you know, because you've watched YouTube at some point, <laughs> that's all ever, anybody ever talks about is dual pixel autofocus. Yeah. Um, but this throttling does drive me a little bit nuts. You know, like it, it's just like you have so much technology that you can just be giving to the masses and so many people would love you for it, but you don't. Like the EOS RP comes out. Everybody's pumped. Are you joking? An $1,100 full frame <laughs> mirrorless camera? I'm going to pre-order this right now. And then it doesn't have 24 frames per second in 1080p. No. That's, what the fuck is that? That's so pitiful. That's literally pitiful. It's, it's something they could fix in a firmware update, but you know what? They still won't. No, nope, because, <laughs> because the EOS R will lose sales and this, uh, 
drives me drives me nuts. But anyway, let's let's get away from gear. Okay, uh, you have quite the Instagram following. Uh, yeah. What'd you do? Um, man. Honestly, it's <laughs> I blew up off of one picture. It was a while back. It got me tons of features, tons of follows, and then it kind of just started snowballing from that. Um, and honestly, it, I came. It came down to posting every single day and just being engaged with your audience. And that's the thing. That's the biggest thing with Instagram is engagement. You can't just sit there, post a picture, people comment, and just let them comment and not say it, a word to them. Because sure, then that's... they're going to see your next post and they're like, well, I'm not liking the dude's not going to say nothing to me. Like, And then after that, it just starts falling off. So just over the past two years, I've just been really heavily engaged. I'd go onto the Explore page. I'll find new artists. I'll comment. You know, I don't comment some cheesy bot-looking comment like, nice pick. No, I comment something that's relevant to the photo that I really like. Sure, I, sure. I didn't do any of that follow, unfollow, mass likes, n- none of that. I just, it was all engagement and just posting content that people like. And that I like too. I'm not going to put something out that I don't like. That's fair. Now, would you put something out that you feel people don't like, but you do like? Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Okay. Um, that's good. I have, oh, like the portrait. I posted a portrait for the first time ever on my feed and like people like, I think people were shocked because it did like one fourth of what I usually get. It was so bad, but I was like, you know what? I want people to know, Hey, I do portraits too. You know? Yeah, absolutely. I, you know, I, I always talk about, I always talk about this with literally every guest, if they have, you know, a bigger following and it's just that, you know, how important is it to have that big Instagram following uh, is it important enough to basically only post what they want and not what you want? And I'm kind of glad to hear you say that. No, it's not. <laughs> yeah, no, not at all. Honestly, if I, if I could cut that number in half and and double my engagement, that's what I would rather have. I I don't look at the number. I care more about like people, like actually liking my work. I would honestly. Yeah. I wish Instagram. No joke. I've talked with a few of my buddies. I wish Instagram would block the followers and following. Because if you think about it, if people are so prone to saying, oh, man, this guy's got 40K, his work's got to be awesome. I'm going to follow him. Say you take that off there, and a person that has 100 followers compared to a person that has 5,000 followers, if that person with 100 followers has better work than the 4,000 followers, that person probably will get more people liking their stuff. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So many people see people people with more followers and like, Oh, I'm going to follow that person. Their stuff's awesome. You know, but it's like, it's just you, all you do is have followers. Yeah. That's it. Right. Like that. And I, I agree. I think that'd be a a really, a really cool thing. And I mean, like, obviously I have a, a quite a small following on the good old Instagram. Um, but I think overall that would be a really good idea because then there would be no, what would the word, I, I, there would be no special treatment. I right, think like, also the artists wouldn't have egos. <laughs> dude, they don't even clout. get me started. All the clout, man. All the clout. Dude, fucking clout grammars, <laughs> bro. This is fucking... Uh, man, I got oh, 50K, geez. bro. <laughs> you know oh, what I dude, mean? Dude, I got 50K, bro. Look at how look how many features I got with this one, dude. Exactly. Oh, dude. That's dude, like... Do you, do you even wear I, Supreme, bro? <laughs> I don't, actually. I don't. 
nor nor do I. I just can't afford it. No. Uh, but <laughs> it's like today yeah, I posted no. I posted a picture of just some Boca raindrops. I was literally in an Uber and I just put up my phone. I was like, "Dang, that's a pretty cool shot with the dark lights and the lights of the city shine." I was like, "Screw it, I'm gonna take a picture of it." I edited it in Snapseed real quick and posted it. There you go, man. And so that w- that was taken with your phone. Yeah, I just was like, screw it. You know, this is a cool picture. I like, I'm posting it. Doesn't do well. I don't care. I think it's cool. <laughs> well, that's the most important thing, man. So, yeah. okay. Well, you know, now that we've gotten out of the way that you are not of the, uh, the clout grammar, <laughs> uh, society, CGS as it were. Yeah. What are your goals in photography? Do you want to make it full time? What are you doing to do that? Like, you know? Oh yeah. Uh, De- I definitely want to do it full time. Yeah. I've, uh. I've been, like you said with the video, I've been doing more video work than I do picture work now. It's it's kind of crazy. I just started doing video, and I've been getting more video work than I have photos. You just get client after client, dude. Yeah. It's nonstop. Yeah. Right? You go after people with photos, they're like, eh, I but, have a phone. Um, yeah, exactly. Oh, I can take that same picture just with my phone. Or I could take that same picture, put a shitty filter on it, whatever. Yeah. Um, but with video, it's like it's like you're offering them fucking gold. Right, Dude, like, it really is. like, hey, do you want free gold? And they're like, yes. Yep. Not maybe not free, but you know what I'm saying. Hundred um, percent. So is that kind of like where you're headed? You're going more for like freelance videography as opposed to freelance photography. Uh, kind of both to be to be honest. I'd like to offer the clients, you know, both. Like, here's a package for photo. Here's a package for video. You know, this is the price. If you want both of them, here's the price. If you just want one or the other, that's awesome. Just let me know. You that's know. that's kind of what i've been doing yeah i'll be like i'll try to I'll try to sprinkle photo in there you know i come at them with this like hey here's a video pricing yada 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 and if you want photos uh, throw an extra blay in there yeah. and then they're like sweet yeah so like what i what i've been doing though to try and make that goal happen to where i won't take photo or video full time is dude i'll honestly just go on my phone and i do the gary v technique man i just go on there i reach out to the brands in my city just, you know, offer them. I always ask him, you know, what can I offer you? You know, what, what he always says, ask them what you, what you can do for them. You know what I mean? And, and I think that's, that's exactly what I do, dude. It's been working. Exactly. Well, the thing that drives me nuts, and it does, it drives me nuts, is I'll listen to podcasts or I'll listen to other photographers talking on their YouTube channel. And it's like, don't reach out to brands. They'll reach out to you. No. And it's like, fucking no, they won't. No. Zero percent chance of that. Some do. And, and I, I mean, some you know, will find you and they'll be like, oh, hey, his work's cool. And they'll reach out to you. I've had a few, but I've had way more work from me actually contacting them. You got to put yourself out there. Yep. You, you got to be personable. You got to go in and be like, hey, I do photo and video. Let's fucking party. <laughs> exactly. Well, let's, let's do so. Obviously not like that. Maybe have a little bit better of a, of a more per- professional vibe. But still, you know, I, I feel like. I, I, that whole idea of like, they'll reach out to you. It's like, yeah, maybe two or three will reach out to you. But yeah, beyond that, right. you still need to put yourself out there until you're in like, you know, the fucking have a humongous following and you're working consistently with fucking REI or some shit. Then yeah. nobody, you know, nobody's going to really reach out to you. You know what nope. I'm saying? <laughs> not at all. Cause that's like, I've had the same, same sort of success by just doing that. Super ironic because I did not know that that was something that Gary V recommended. I've never yeah. been a, never been a huge Gary V guy. And if anybody frankly. doesn't listen to Gary V or has, they'll know, or they're gonna find out now. 
his, I don't know if you've ever heard of the dollar 80 effect. I have not. So it basically, it's more for like marketing, like companies to do. So I run my apartment's Instagram. So what I will do is I'll go on Instagram for a half hour to hour of a day and I will, um, do the dollar 80 effect. So what that is, is you leave your two cents worth, the two cents on 10 on no, no, sorry. Yeah. On 10 hashtags that are relevant to your niche or within your city nine times on nine photos is what I mean. So yeah, nine photos on 10 different hashtags or 10 places within your city. So that equals out to the dollar 80. Oh, so you're leaving that makes 90 sense. comments and 90 likes on different hashtags within your city <clears throat> or your niche. Interesting. So, and yeah, yeah, yeah. And dude, I have seen the most engagement on that apartment's Instagram. I've, I even do it on my own. I'll go onto the explore page or I'll type in, you know, city killers or whatever, you know, popular hashtags within yeah, my who niche. Who knows what? Yeah. And then I'll just go on there and I'll, and dude, I'll, I'll get three or four organic followers within 20 minutes. It's, See, yeah, works. that's, that's, that's what I do too. The thing that I have the biggest trouble with, I'm sure you have the same trouble just as anybody else's. You get so many followers, right? I'm like, oh man, I'm up to 650 right now. This is yep. crazy. I've never been that high. And then by the morning, I'm down to 601. Dude, I think what it is is like there's so many bot followers still. Like there's they need to so they need to many, weed them out. Dude. They really do. It's it's obnoxious. I'll it report. really is because it's like <laughs> it's ridiculous. <laughs> I don't know if a lot of people do it, but I do. So as when I see the followers come in, I actually click on every follower I get, and if I see they follow like. 7,000 like dude you're never gonna see my stuff block it's not nothing on nothing against the person but you're gonna make my following count be huge sure but you're never gonna see my work so my engagement's gonna be low and I don't want a bunch of those that's fair yeah and and I get that you know there's so many different technical aspects to Instagram I do that same thing I just like I don't do the dollar 80 effect necessarily but I'll I'll try to like comment Mm -hmm. as much as I can you know if I really enjoy something I'll be dude this is super tight you know for a little while I was sharing it to the story but I felt like that came off as disingenuine but it was really stuff that you know what I mean like just kind of finding that balance is really tough um because I was sharing so many. I was literally like, oh my God, this is tight. Oh my God, this is tight. Oh my God, this is tight. But that looks more like a bot than anything. Yep. And Instagram will block you. <laughs> and, and I didn't, you know, I wasn't trying to be like that. I wasn't trying to like, you know, hey, I, I want to get a bigger following, so I'm going to share your shit. No, I just yeah. really dug, you know, whatever I happened to share. <laughs> yeah. And that's kind of where I'm at with my, my street photography page is I'm just kind of like, you know, it's, it's nice because I don't follow that many people. So I just kind of keep it to, a close knit group and I'll just follow like photos. I just freaking really love. And then it's easy to stay engaged with those people. So they always say, well, then, you know, Corey, he's always liking my stuff. He's always commenting on it. So I keep them. They don't leave. Yeah. And that's, yeah. See, I still haven't, I still haven't started my second page. I don't know what it is that is stopping me. Like I want to start my quote unquote professional page where I do a, like I post client work and, and stuff. See, like that. I kind of want to do the same thing. See, and I have a real hard time doing it. I, it's like the, it's like a daunting thing to me. Like <laughs> I have my email ready. I've got the username ready. Guaranteed. No one else in the world has it, but I haven't done it. And I don't know why it's like, it's kind of like feeling like that. I'm starting completely from scratch again is like nerve wracking. Oh yeah. 
I've actually thought about doing that on my main page, just taking all my posts, archiving them, starting fresh. But I'm well, like, I had I had uh, my friend Aaron. He did that recently. I had him on this podcast. He he went over that whole thing with me, and ironically, he started talking about clout grammars and stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! But yeah, I I don't, I don't know. I've th- I've thought about doing that because you know my website is on my page, but I feel like like so many people will click the link and go see my professional work. It'd be kind of nice to have another avenue in which to post it. Yeah. Because I don't even know really what I'm trying to do with my Instagram. I always end up posting God, like just a huge amalgamation of things, which is like <laughs> against the way you're supposed to oh, do yeah. it. Oh yeah, you got to stay niche based, like what they yeah, say. Yeah, and that sucks, man. I just be a fucking photographer. Exactly. Why can't I do that? Why can't I be like, hey, I like posting everything. <laughs> you got to follow the Instagram rules, man. <laughs> no man it sucks it really does it, it does. does it fucking sucks and it's like even if i were to start you know a, a professional page i do a bunch of different things professionally is it product photography you know is it portraits is it family photos is it a small business shoot you know what i mean like that's not gonna that's not gonna all translate into any sort of niche no but it's like yeah. does that even matter if it's a professional page because it's not really me trying to get a. It, it's like, it's like I'm trying not to get a following, but I am trying to get a following. I'm trying to get a following Definitely. of people who want to follow because they want to hire me. But, you know, it's weird. It's really weird. I, I fucking hate it already. I really hate how <laughs> Instagram does their shit. It's super <laughs> annoying, dude. Dude, it is. Because I just feel like it's kind of there to divide people more than anything. Oh, it is. Right? Everybody's like, in their little groups. Everybody's like said, in their yeah. groups. Just like you were saying in, uh, in indie. It seems like everybody's got their own click and yep. it's not really like that here, but we don't really have a huge scene. Can you kind of delve in more to the idea of like what you're kind of talking about? What What's the click? Is it specifically portrait shooters hanging out together and street shooters uh, hanging out together? It's or not is even it like, like that. It's like there's like be a couple of three, four friends and they only shoot with those three, four people. You know what I mean? Okay. Nobody reaches yeah, yeah, out. Yeah. Nobody's like, hey, you know, you want to go out and shoot today? Like, nobody does that here. Interesting. And is it like, is it like uh, if you were like, hey, you want to go out to shoot today? They're kind of dicks about it? Or is it like, I wouldn't say maybe they just don't dicks, reach out. Either that or they just say they're busy. But then it's, it's funny. Then later you see on their story, they're out shooting. It's like, really? Like, you could oh, cool. have just told me no. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> <laughs> you could have just told me you wanted to hang out with your friends. Yeah, exactly. Man. Yeah. I, and it's I started the 317 Shooters Instagram page, me and a buddy here. Yeah, yeah, uh, I saw that. Yeah, so we started the page because that's that's what we want to do. We want to bring every type of photographer together in the city. And, dude, we got so much positive feedback from it. People were like, it's about time we have a page in Hindi that does this. We're featuring city people. We're featuring small photographers, featuring big photographers. We're featuring portrait shots. Everything and anything that has to do with Indianapolis. We're featuring it. And it doesn't even have to be, you know, an Indianapolis photographer specifically. It could be a person that comes from California and they shoot a picture they of Indianapolis visited, yeah. and they post it and we find it and we're like, oh, dude, that's a sick Indianapolis picture. You know, can we share it? And then they say, yes, obviously we'll post it. But even if a shooter from Indianapolis goes to New York, post a picture in New York, we'll, we'll feature that picture from new york because you are a 317 shooter you're an indianapolis shooter so it's kind of it's kind of still an all around the country or world thing but it's indianapolis 
you're a shooter here, we'll feature you. If you come here, we'll feature you. Interesting. No, that's that's good. I'm like, it's that inclusive sort of thing. We have something kind of similar to that here called IGers ABQ. Uh-huh. Um, I think that they, they recently passed like 12,000 or some crazy shit. Um, and it's kind of like that as well. Uh, they really will not discriminate on the photographer themselves. It's just all about the photo, which I feel is like yep. super duper cool. So real quick, do you have any sort of like crazy events that happen in Indiana that are like super photo heavy events? Or is it more of, um, you know, everybody just kind of goes and shoots uh, their own thing. I'm not talking about like meetups, more of like, Hey, every year the city does this thing and everybody goes and shoots it. Um, whew. I don't know, to be honest. Um, yeah, I don't think there is really, <laughs> they, fair, have, fair. Like, no, I mean, they, they have marathons and stuff like that. And Oh, well, like we're, it's almost St. Patrick's or St. Yeah. St. Patrick's day. So we have the Indianapolis Canal. So they die at green. So everybody comes and takes pictures, drones the fountain that they, you know, put the dye into the fountain. They'll drone that <laughs> and take pictures of that. So, I mean, there's certain events that of that nature, like when they die the canal and stuff like that, that they will take pictures of. See, I feel like Albuquerque is unique because it does have one of those events. And we've got the, the balloon fiesta, which I don't know if it's true, but it's supposedly the most photographed event in the world. See, I have seen pictures of that, and I would love to shoot it. <laughs> Dude, it's so, it's so sick. Like, before I was a photographer, I was really like, eh, it's okay. It happens every year. I see it all the time. Yeah. But, like, when you get it from, like, a, I can take pictures of this shit, oh, it's, like, mind-boggling. Dude, like, totally. it's, it's really an incredible event to see because it's just, like, so many people go up and then if you go up in a balloon too, it's, oh, it's so nuts, dude. But basically I was asking if you guys have like a balloon, not you a balloon fiesta, but you know what I mean? We have like, like a lantern that thing that they do uh, in the summer That's sick. that I believe. So something similar to it, but nothing, nothing of the balloon standard. I don't believe. <laughs> fair, fair. <laughs> Especially out there, man. You got those wide open areas oof, with those beautiful sunsets yeah. that you guys have out there. We do have some pretty nice sunsets. There's yes. no question about that. Uh, a lot of pollution. That's what makes them so pretty. <laughs> Just so you know, that's a real thing. That's honestly, that's a real thing. If oh, you really? see beautiful sunsets, it's because it's heavily polluted. Oh, did not know that. It, it's it's kind of funny. It's like a it's like a poetic justice. Right? Yeah, like you can't just have something nice. <laughs> nope, <laughs> not possible. Yeah. Yeah, exactly, man. Well, I learned but, something today. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, beautiful sunset. Oh, that's just garbage in the air. <laughs> I'm going to remember that now. Every time I'm taking a picture of a sunset, that's just like purple, orange, pink. I'm going to be like, yep, Jake told me that's just pollution. Mm, that's just, this is just trash. Cool. Well, now it's ruined. <laughs> I don't even want to post it now. It's trash, literally. <laughs> well, it's always literally always going to be trash. Dude, what you should do is next time you get a sunset, Post a picture of it and, and literally caption, this photo is trash. Because <laughs> I people, will. I will. people won't get it. But then you're like, no, literally. <laughs> I'm going to. That's my next caption on my next sunset photo. Oh, dude. Perfect. But, Corey, I know it's late there, dude. You're getting towards 1130. Yes, In sir. the PM. And it is only 925 PM here. <laughs> so I will let you get back to your life, dude. Thank you so much hey, for no being problem, on the show. Man. Thanks for having me. I'm glad yeah, we were, of to get together. we're able to get together. Absolutely, man. And when you start your podcast, hit me up. Let's, uh, 
Let's collab, For as sure. they say. Yeah, I'll have you on ask you questions. There you go. Yeah, you ask <laughs> me questions, and I'll just be like, fuck, I don't know how to do this. <laughs> I don't, I've never been on the other end. <laughs> I'm the only one asking questions. Yeah, dude, like when I was on the radio, there he was like, he was like, all right, Jake, I'm going to have you talk about this. And I was like, oh, no, I'm all nervous. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, me and my buddy do a podcast, but I'm, like, nervous to respond to a question. Yep. It's because you're on oh, the radio. Man. It's, no, well, it, it, I can't talk about it, but, yeah, I'll, 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 I'll tell you a little bit more at some other point. Okay. <laughs> um, but, dude, again, thank you so much for being on. Go follow Corey in all of his various things. Go ahead and tell the people where they can uh, find you. Uh, well, you can get on my Instagram, my main Instagram, Corey Captures, or my street photography account, which is Corey.Shoots, or my website, which is CoreyCaptures.com. Sweet. What about that YouTube channel? Same thing, Corey Captures, with a space, though. <laughs> okay. <laughs> There's no dot in, like, Corey.Captures nope. or anything? Okay, good. Yeah, this you, you got to ask. Yeah. Otherwise, they're going to find some random dude from like <laughs> See, I would Ohio. Do, I would do a YouTube with Corey Smith, but then you have the famous acoustic guitarist that just pops up everywhere. So I like, can't do that. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah, you literally can't do that. No. See, my name's unique. It's Jake Lawrence. Nobody <laughs> else in the world has it. So I'm literally like, oh, I could just do that. And I still make it fucking at LRNTZ.JPG. <laughs> Go ahead and follow me on my Instagram, guys. Um, <laughs> but again, man, thank you so much for being on. Folks, if you listen to the very end, I sincerely appreciate it. I think Corey sincerely appreciates Definitely. it. If you're listening because Corey was like, hey, go check out this, this fucking idiot's podcast. <laughs> Welcome. Thanks so much, for, uh, thanks so much for, for following along. And um, if you're listening during the daytime or the nighttime, I just hope it's a great time. And um, well, that's it. <laughs>